0: Hello, and welcome to Ice Age Prep Reads, Season 3 Interlude, The Next End of the World, The Rebirth of Catastrophism by Ben Davidson. Chapter 3, The Rebirth of Catastrophism, The Adam and Eve Story. There were still those who were well aware of catastrophism in the early parts of the 2000s, including those who had learned about accounts from across the world that match the stories from the Bible that are told today. The similarities between stories far outweigh the slight changes in time, names, etc. Interestingly, the connection between catastrophism, religion, and modern scientific observations of Earth changes was not at all immediately evident, especially for those with a cognitive dissonance against the concept or such normalcy bias that these concepts are rejected outright. Velikovsky and Hapgood have... Not had their theories die, but even as the age of information exposed a new generation of their ideas, it is still common to think of their examinations as separate from the ongoing changes on Earth today. The most widely distributed news coverage on the ongoing magnetic changes from MIT and NOAA USGS makes great efforts to quell concern over the event. It makes no attempt to connect the larger picture of evidence. However, as interest in the ongoing magnetic changes of Earth builds, more and more see fit to connect it with the events that had been studied by deluc, Hapgood, Cuvier, and others. When we include the work by Chan Thomas, everything changed. Hibben's challenge could be answered with the addition of modern science, and we could fill in the missing pieces for Major White and the Pentagon's initial ex- examination. What has followed has been an outstanding flood of interest in this topic, Specifically, the Thomas version of the disaster is modified to include the sun and the appropriate galactic astrophysics that causes it. There are hundreds of Facebook groups, YouTube channels, blogs, etc. now dedicated to spreading awareness and gathering information on the catastrophe cycle from across the world. The resurgence of the field and, other, and the popularity among the people is a result of Thomas's additions to the disaster cycle mechanism both at Earth and beyond. Hapgood, Einstein, and Thomas were the first to mention the unlocking of the crust at the low velocity zone, crust-mantle boundary, undoubtedly the best explanation for a crustal shift atop a mantle and core that continue their spin. Just below our thin crust is a thermoelectrically maintained plasticity equilibrium that that makes the crust and mantle lock together. Instead of acting like floating objects on liquid, they stick and grip. Both temperature and electromagnetic changes can disrupt this equilibrium and unlock the crust. Without this plasticity locking, the crust would knock about on top of the mantle, lose stability, and be subject to shift. Chan Thomas was the first to mention galactic magnetism as the cause of the unlocking of the crust. He suggested that as the solar system goes through the galactic magnetic reversal and null zone, the electromagnetic equilibrium of the low-velocity zone will fail and the crest will shift. This is incredibly close to the ultimate answer we will propose in this work, but it will ultimately fail to explain the impactors and strange isotopes which did exist in scientific literature during his life and should have been addressed. If you are familiar with the catastrophism theories about Crossing the Galactic Plane, Chan-Thomas' version is the same basic idea, but you likely heard his misguided version based on crossing the galactic equator, which is not where the galactic magnetic reversal occurs. More on this triggering mechanism in chapters 5 and 6. The final answer to Hibben's challenge required taking 1. Chan-Thomas' version, 2. Douglas Watt's research on the isotopes, myths, extinctions, and climate records, 3. Robert Felix's research on magnetic excursions, ice ages, and the disappearance and appearances of species. 4. Evidence supporting theories of rapid glaciation-deglaciation by numerous researchers like Randall Carson, and then molding them from theory and story into modern scientific observations in the lab, on the Earth, and in space. This is where the most shocking fraction of the evidence is found, the same mainstream science journals that dispatched this science in the first place. A Hydra of Science Develops There isn't a Velikovsky or Chan Thomas of today, instead we have seen the historical macroscale renaissance mode of thinking replaced by specialization in subfields over the last few decades. This shift from the balcony to the microscope is the genesis of both the successful deep understanding of complex topics and the source of most scientists' inability to put this grand catastrophism picture together. To get a PhD and be a regular, regularly published publishing member of your field, you like the time and focus to apply to other disciplines. To break ground and make discoveries in the scientific field today, you almost have to operate in a box. What happens if a ship containing inter, intentionally. Hold on, let me start that part over. <laughs> what happens if a ship captain intentionally steers off course but suffers a stroke and incapacitation that night? Allowing the first mate to take control of navigation is searing. It won't take long for the ship to regain its course. Catastrophism is navigating the rough road back to mainstream awareness, and it has not been easy. It will not be easy at any point until the universe snitches on itself as this age of Earth comes to an end. Then it will become difficult in other ways. Like a bear snapping salmon out of the air as they jump up elevation change up a stream, we watch the majority of the journal publications flow like an endless river of homogenous reputation downhill, until suddenly, something worth catching flies up from the current, moving in the opposite direction against the flow. These are rare gems, and what we have used to recognize that the debunked ideas aren't so debunked. This is where you find the top scientists in the world doing work that verifies the old stories, and this new one. It must be mating season upstream because the water is jumping and our billies are full. The connections between the lines of evidence are clear and only require access to all the pieces of the puzzle to understand them. This is not a jab for the scientists grinding out the math and observations on one bit of the puzzle. This is an interdisciplinary job for a renaissance artist. This is a list of the journals where we have successfully caught salmon to be combined into renaissance art. Reviews of Geophysics, Geophysical Research Letters, Nature, Science, Physical Review Letters, Astronomy and Astrophysics, The Astrophysical Journal, Monthly Notices of the Royal Astronomical Society, Quaternary Science Reviews, Journal of Geophysical Research, and more. These represent most of the top journals in geophysical and space science. The salmon came in the form of research in the ideas of sedimentology, climatology, geomagnetism, paleoclimatology, and paleomagnetism seismology geodesy internal astronomy heliophysics plasma physics and galactic astrophysics and they help us tell our version of the story scientists understanding of each and how each relates to earth's catastrophe cycle has matured tremendously in the last few decades even if not often recognized for what it is you would be amazed how often that happens the scientists failing to understand the enormity of something they published it is like a starving gorilla strayed off through a coconut field and all he sees are brown rocks because he had no idea food could look that like that. These scientists seek the truth and dedicate their lives to their work, and they are hopelessly without most of the paper's tool, proper tools to finish the job. The ultimate traceable genesis of the disaster comes from galactic astrophysics, astronomy, and plasma physics. The immediate effect in our stellar neighborhood is a combination of those fields, with heliophysics which affect the magnetism of the earth both of which have effects on climate geodesy seismology and sediment and that's the end of chapter three it was a very short one chapter four the next one the magnetic excursions will be what we go through next thanks for tuning in everybody and we're going to uh, crank through this book as fast as we can um yeah thanks for listening we'll talk to you soon